podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 99. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation also home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please follow us on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, click that bell for notifications every time we go live or upload a new show. And you can also download the audio versions at uh, your favourite radio or podcast app. And of course, you can, if you want to keep it football only, you can follow the Andy Campbell shows uh, at AC Footy Show. Uh, all the latest, uh, all sorry, at all the various podcast. Uh, try again at all the social media platforms. Gee whiz, put your te- put your teeth in, Simon. Put your teeth in. And just as we wait for everything to fill up and uh, people to join on the various platforms, uh, quick word. Obviously, we're sponsored by uh, Bespoke Financial, as usual. Very proud to partner up with such a top-class brand there, award-winning customer service. And uh, Dan Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. And as I've mentioned before, I urge you to check them out, give them a call, and uh, don't miss out on that offer because... This time, everything which is going on in the world, which doesn't look like it's going away, things like uh, insurance and cover and things like that, vital at the moment. And uh, if we could help you get a good deal through Bespoke Financial, then I am more than happy to uh, facilitate that. And of course, he's looked after Andy for years. But uh, joining me as ever, oh, and of course, big massive shout out to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the the show and the, the channel. I appreciate that massively. Big shout out to Martin from BDS. Uh, joining me as usual, the goal collector, David Jones's favourite son. He is still the king of the Millennium Stadium, the speed demon, the goal machine, the man of many names. He is ex Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Mr. Andy Campbell. How go it, my friend? Good evening, miss. You got your words. You got your words back out. Oh, right, mate. Fantastic. Don't know what was going Great on there. Last show before Christmas, I believe, because next Friday is Christmas Day. So, indeed, Boxing Day falls on a Saturday, so we will 
obviously be in touch over social media. So check social media out just so that we can uh, let you know what what days what different we're shows do. gonna yeah what we're gonna do and stuff. But um, but huge show tonight. Um, talking championship. Um, and also if anybody missed the announcement, what was it last night that we've got a, a very special guest coming on um, on Monday night as well, so haven't we? Indeed, yes. It's the the hundredth episode of the Andy Cabell shows on Monday, and uh, we have a former Manchester United player, Mr. John Curtis, joining us. Which uh, yeah. that's going to be a phenomenal way to uh, to kind of finish finish up before Christmas and celebrate the uh, the hundredth episode. I'm very excited to have a, a chat with John. Obviously, very experienced footballer, played for uh, many top clubs at the top level so it's going to yeah. be yeah, phenomenal yeah, mate can't yeah, wait a good one. yeah I totally agree yeah can't wait can't wait it's just, I think it just finishes off the year uh, for us personally uh, in style you know because uh, I, I really enjoyed last week I thought last Monday was very good I thought it was uh, back to a, we were back to our best uh, having loads of fun but uh, I think uh, now and again we can uh, we can throw a good guest in Indeed, mate. I think it's it's weird, isn't it? Obviously, we built the show on just me and you talking championship, talking to people, and then obviously we went live and we changed it up a bit, and it's gradually grown and and changed, and like we discussed last week, and uh, it was in a nice in a way to get back to that kind of old school feel, even though we do it every Friday where it's just me and you. But it was just uh, I don't know, it was just one of that. But it was good. Top numbers as well, by the way, on Monday. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I think it was maybe the the lack of, uh, and that this isn't. Mean to sound disrespectful for, for either of us, but maybe it's the lack of structure where the championship championship show is quite structured, isn't it? That we yeah. that we do it in a structured way, which which I, I do I do like, but I did like Monday as a as a, as a different free show. for all. Yeah, it? it was great. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. It wasn't quite as much of a free for all as Super Kevin scripted on Tuesday. Oh my days! <laughs> but uh, I was hoping to get a clip from that and put it in here because we actually in between the madness we uh, we actually had like about a twenty minute conversation on the rebrand and about. The like what it was like for the players and stuff. It was really interesting, but like by that point, Kev had drunk a lot of gin. There was Christmas frolics and uh, lots of swearing, unfortunately. So I'm not going to put that on. But I, I I urge you all to check it out because it was phenomenal. It was so funny. Uh, just I could didn't stop laughing. At one point, he actually broke me, and I was just crying, crying with laughter. But there we go. Rob Boyle, poor poor old Rob Boyle, took a bit of stick. Again, as usual, as is tradition. But anyway, uh, we'll start with any other business, mate. As usual, uh, where do you want to go with it, mate? It feels like there's only one one story. Yeah, for me, Sheffield Wednesday, and um, it's gone from bad to worse from on the pitch, um, lacking a bit of leadership. Obviously, sacked the manager, Gary Monk, brought a new manager in, thinking that things were gonna uh, were gonna get better both on and off the pitch. Then to not pay the players staff um is is very worrying it's got to be extremely worrying from for for, for every chef of wednesday point of view every player um especially when they were they were docked 12 points at the start of the season for financial irregularities and then all of a sudden um now potentially if they end up going into a administration they're going to get points deducted again it, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me side because if they were struggling back at the start of the season then why not go into administration then? Start with a point minus, minus 15 or whatever. Um, and then build up and go again. But at the minute, it's just, I don't know, are they, are they, is it a plan? Are they trying to clear the debts? Um, is everything is everything not as bad as what we, what we believe? You know what I mean? You can only work on what you hear and what you read and what, you, what you're told. And uh, at the minute, from an outsider looking in, I, I'm really worried for Sheffield Wednesday because the size of that club side, it's a Premier League club, sleeping giant. It's a massive, massive football club, you know. I remember back in the day when... Uh, 
uh, when FA Cup semi-finals used to be, it used to be at Hillsborough. Everyone was at Hillsborough. You know, what I mean, it's got it's got a football heritage. It's it's had some of England's finest players: Des Walker, Chris Waddle, uh, uh, Hurst. You know, David Hurst. It's it's had, it's had some amazing footballers, and it's such a shame that um, that that's that, that's having to happen. You know, because uh, where does a football club go from this position? It's, it's, it's extremely worrying. It is. It's. Um... You mentioned that obviously they got dock points at the start of the season. They got them given back, um, which I didn't like at the time. And I think this just shows how misguided that was in terms of giving them the points back. Because there's clearly some sort of issue going on with the, the financial side of that football club. That's why they had the problems last year. And that's why they've still got these problems this year. Um, and I was just looking, there's a quote from one of the, uh, I think it's, Yorfa, the defender, and he kind of when someone asked him about the wages not being paid, he said it's confidential matter. But like, I'm sorry. Like, whilst I understand their, they, you know, their personal finances, that is their business, and it's no one else's yeah. business, of course. But like, Sheffield Wednesday not playing their players and staff the week before Christmas, that is the business of Sheffield Wednesday fans. Yeah. It's difficult to because I, I, I get it from a player's point of view because it happened at Cardiff City when uh, when I was there when, uh, when Peter Ridsdale was the chairman um, and, and we didn't get paid and the fortunate thing when you're a footballer is is you are getting paid quite a lot of money so you know what I mean that you that you probably don't rely on your money coming in whereas the people in the, in the kitchen the people in the offices the people who, who, who work at the ground they need the money you know what I mean the kit man you know what I mean yeah, the kit man lived with me for for months while we while we didn't get paid, you know what I mean. We had to get the PFA involved um, uh, 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 to, to to finally sort our our finances situation out for the players and for the staff because it's it's important to get closure as well. And you know what I mean. Yes, I understand that the, the the club have probably put a silencer on players and say it is confidential and you can't go out and you can't make statements or you're going to get fined and and stuff. And uh, but everyone who's a Sheffield Wednesday fan, everyone who's in football wants to know what's going on because yeah, the championship is a, is, is is a big financial burden on everybody yes covid's come along but it's the same for everybody else and you know what i mean that cardiff city have said how much money that they're um that they've lost you know what I mean? the chairman came on remember Dalman came on and told us how mm-hmm. much they were losing every month and chef wednesday must be exactly the same board because they're just they're just as big as, as cardiff city is um so it's 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 not going to be a um uh, it's not going to be a nice ride i don't think to the to, for the rest of the season it can only for me it can only be going one way at the minute and that's uh that's down because I remember watching Sheffield Wednesday, you know what I mean, as, as a kid, and, and over Christmas, Hillsborough would be rocking, sell out every week, you know what I mean, give us that extra money and extra uh, extra things, but at the minute, uh, with it being in tier three, no fans, it's just going to kill football clubs. Yeah, and the other thing as well, mate, is like, the year we've had with COVID and all that, is those members of staff, the ones who haven't been furloughed, like they're they're gonna need that money coming into Christmas, aren't they? There's gonna be very there's very few people in the UK at the moment anywhere outside of footballers probably at the top yeah. level who can afford to just miss a week's pay. Oh, you or, can't afford this thing. You know, what I mean, you, you rely on it. You you live your means to the month, to the week, to the day, and you know, what I mean, people are relying on getting paid early for Christmas. Never mind. Yeah, last minute day. Christmas shopping, you know what I mean? food. You know, more importantly, yeah, this week, you know, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's such a shame. But I think uh, I think people just want people just want answers. You know, you know what I mean. And, mm. and this isn't Rightly to, so to gloat. You know what I mean. I, I worry for clubs like Sheffield Wednesday because well. no no club's too big to go bust. No club's too big to go on administration. No club's too big to, to fold. 
You know what I mean? Because Berry were a massive football club. You know what I mean? Regardless of what division we're in, Macclesfield they're a big football club. I played at both and nice big stadiums, big following. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? I, I'm really, really, really worried and, and, and frightened for the, the, the future of clubs when uh, when this is happening now. Well, like I said, like I said, I text you just earlier on before the show and said, like, I'm genuinely worried that Sheffield Wednesday are either going to go down on the pitch or they're just going to go into administration and yeah. be relegated anyway. Yeah. Um, and what, do you know what would be uh, such a shame as well? It'd be a shame anyway, obviously, but it's if they stay up, they complete the season, they stay up by the skin of their teeth and then they go into administration like mm. a couple of days after the season finishes and they get relegated anyway. Like yeah. that would be catastrophic and yeah. it would be unfair to those players as well and the fans, but... You know, I guess the rules are rules. But then look at the state. Look at the, look at the state they're in now, sir. You know what I mean? They're on nine points at the minute, foot of the foot of the table. You know what I mean? And they've got six points back. You know what I mean? Currently, they should be sat. They should be sat with three points, and out of that is sixteen. Sixteen mm. is to get out of the relegation. So they would be an absolute mess. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're, it looks like a mess, but they would be a ten times worse if they didn't get their points back. Yeah, I still don't really understand the <clears throat> the reason why they got the points given back, and if someone can kind of explain it to me I'd love to know because from by everything I've read and sort of thought that they broke the rules they got the punishment for, for breaking the rules and then they appealed it and got it back and it's like well what was the point in that what was there's the no point in rules, is there? there's no point in no. rules if we're, if, we're, if we're going to be able to half the punishment you know what I mean because for me and I've said all along you know what I mean for certain things for me hit them hit them where hit the football clubs where it hurt because financially mm. Uh, yes, it probably would hurt Sheffield Wednesday if I give him a, give him a big fine, but it would probably finish them anyway. So for me, points mm. is the only points is the only thing, and you know what I mean. Uh, a team like Wickham, a team like Derby at the minute, a team like Barnsley and Coventry City, they probably rely on other teams finishing below them. So you know what I mean. They would probably prefer them to to not have the points back. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, another crazy week in the Championship, mate, on the pitch. Um, one thing I am glad of is that they haven't got VAR in the in the championship because the the VAR decisions I've watched over the last few days, what is the point in having that absolute shower of what's yeah. in it? Oh, my well, God. Mate, so if I, for me, what, what I don't like is 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 now we're... I've, I've screamed for about a year on um, let's get referees to go and look at the monitor. Mm. Now referees are looking at the monitor, but now you know every time they look at the monitor... Do you know what the decision's going to be? Because now they're, they're being told that if you look at the monitor, you, you, you're going... Yeah. The, longer it, the longer it is, the players will come out with it. Jack, Jack Reilly said it. Um, well, I think uh, uh, Lewis Dunk from uh, Brighton Hall of Albion said it. The longer the decision takes, it's going to get yeah. overturned. It has yeah. to. It has to, because what are they looking for? You know what I mean? There's got to be a time limit. You know what I mean? And, mm. Because the referee, gets, the referee gets to see these moments during the game within a millisecond. So how long does he need to look at it again? Does he need 10 looks at it? Or can he just have one or two and go? I made a mistake. You know what I mean? You notice it straight away. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a real mistake in real time, you see it straight away. You know what I mean? Surely you don't have to keep on looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. These lines on the pitch. Jeez, someone's well, someone's got the rule out and got bored with the pen. I saw one whereby they checked the goal to see if it should stand, and um, they checked the build up to the goal. They checked for offsides, etc., etc. What they didn't check is whether the corner, which had been scored from, yeah. was actually a corner. Yeah. It, was, and it, was, as yeah. it was a goal kick. I can't remember yeah. what game it was now. It was, yeah, I watched, but, I, watched, like, I watched that one myself. But then, so I, I watched the Sheffield, I watched Sheffield like, United last night against uh, Sheffield United, Man United last night. And um, Sheffield United scored after, well, a couple of minutes. And 
there was absolutely nothing wrong with the goal. But they're checking it for VAR. So Sheffield United don't really celebrate because they're waiting for something to come out of it. You know what I mean? They're waiting. Mm. Oh, did it hit somebody's hand? Did it? Nobody knows. So, But then, what's football without, without people celebrating a goal? Sheffield United, rock yeah, bottom of the Premier League. They've got one point this season. They just need to celebrate everything they can. So We're starting history. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. just disastrous. Bin it. Bin it. That's what I say. They should bin it. And go, back to, go, back. Uh, go back to referees taking responsibility for their decisions. Absolutely, mate. Um, okay, so we're going to go through the, the league table, talk about the week of each of the championship clubs. But uh, just before we do, a quick word from Bespoke Financial. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yes, big thank you to Bespoke Financial. Obviously, they specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. Give them a, give them a call and uh, see if they can help you out with something. But a massive thank you to them for sponsoring the Andy Campbell shows. Um, so, okay, Charles there said Sheffield United's second goal shouldn't have stood. There was a corner. Uh, shouldn't have been a corner, but they checked it on VAR. And if they had checked it on VAR, it wouldn't have been. Gaz says VAR's a waste how, of time. It, just have goal line technology we, and that's it. It's how far we go back. <clears throat> how, how, far, how far do we go back? Because then... The, uh, every goal for me would potentially get disallowed because you, you can go back to a moment in the, in the yeah. game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But if it's the corner that directly leads to the goal, it's like mm. you've got to get, you got to go I, back that far, I, know, I think. But, yeah, no, but I know, but then you could say um, if this passage of players on the pitch, you know what I mean? It could be a throw in. The linesman's given the throw in the wrong way, and then once the throw in's on the pitch, that's still that phase of play. I yeah, I suppose. It just, makes a, it just makes a mess of it now. Yeah, indeed. Um, so. Let's uh, bring up the old league table. It's a crazy week, mate, in the Championship yeah. this week. And uh, we start with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, certainly an interesting week for them. Um, yeah, terrible week. Um, well, terrible month side. They've, uh, they've lost four games um, out, of, out, out of four. It uh, hasn't been great. Obviously, lose another local derby side, which has three local derbies they've lost this season. Uh, fans won't be happy with that. We, we, obviously, we spoke on Monday at length about, um, about Cardiff City. Um, but that was always going to be the game for me, which they had to win at home against Shepherd, Shepherd, uh, home against Barnsley because Nottingham Forest away was always going to be a tough game and two games and then not getting paid at, at the end of it. It's going to, the pressure is going to be um, put on the players even more so now. You know what I mean? They're going to feel the pressure. Um, you know what I mean? And that's if they all play because you know what I mean. There's, there's, if, if players aren't on a year's contract or the contract runs out in, in, in January or players are, are wanting to get away in January, you know what I mean? It's it's you've got to you've got to be a, a, a you've got to have a heart of a lion to uh, to try and run through a brick wall when your team's not getting paid when uh, January windows coming up around the corner. 
Yeah, and, and look, we talked about footballers maybe not needing the money, but that's not all footballers, uh, especially in the championship. There is some footballers who live month to month. You know, maybe they're not struggling as Joe Bloggs on the street is, but they're not all on millions. Um, they've all, you know, some of the kind of League One, League Two, lower championship clubs, they've all got mortgages and, and yeah. things like this. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. And I just look at those Sheffield Wednesday players and I wonder, you know, they'd be well within their rights to say, until you pay me, I'm not going to play. Like, I don't think they would because I think they'd get stick from people. But they, they'd be in their rights. Like, if your job tells you, like, right when, when or if they don't pay you, you don't keep going to work for free, do you? Ah, oh, sorry. Listen, they've got bills. You know what I mean? They're, you know what I mean? Footballers might put their children in private school, for example, which comes with a cost. You know what I mean? Or they've got mortgages, they've got car, got car bills, you've got food bills. You know I mean? They still need money to live. You know what I mean? So it's, it makes a mockery out of... Uh, out with the club not doing it because you know I mean, these players are, are risking their futures every time they go on the pitch and risking their health every time they go on the pitch. So the, the, the clubs have to start paying them. Yeah, good point by Reese Day says the exciting thing about football is the human error. Talk about the bad decisions, but it adds to the excitement. Spot on, uh, Gaz. I'll come back to that question at the end of the show. And James says uh, Aiden Flint must be dying to have a recall back to Cardiff. Um, but yeah, it's not going well for Sheffield Wednesday, mate. Uh, so I wonder, I'd well, I worry where they're going to be by the by the end of this Christmas period. I've got to be honest. Uh, next up is Wickham. Yeah, um, same again. Si, not a great week. Um, didn't start great on Saturday against Coventry City. That was for me. That was a six pointer. You know what I mean? I'm not saying Coventry are in trouble because I think Coventry are having a really good time. But that was a, that was a game where I think Wickham would have expected to. Um, to show their worth and, and get some points on the board. You know, I mean, they haven't won since they beat Birmingham City back in the fourth fourth uh, of, uh, of November, so they haven't won for a very long time. And then the Bournemouth game was always going to be a tough one, but I think they did okay. I watched the game um, and I thought they did well for long periods, um, but then they had the man sent off, and then it went from bad to worse straight away uh, within milliseconds. So it wasn't uh, uh, a really poor decision by uh, by the Wickham Wanderers player, which I'm going to talk about later later on, mm. but. Goals change games, Si, and at the minute they're not creating enough chances to win those games, which they need. Yeah, another goal by Joe Jacobson as well, friend of the show. Uh, he scored a few this year. I'm not sure how many, but he scored a couple. Good good work for a defender, but they just can't stop shipping goals, unfortunately, uh, Wickham. Uh, but ultimately, it'll come down to if they can keep some clean sheets and they've got to find a way to score goals outside of Joe Jacobson's set pieces. Because uh, obviously, you know, he takes penalties, the free kicks. They can't rely on him. He's a defender, ultimately. You know, at the end of the day, they have to find someone who can bag them 10, 15 goals between now and the end of the season. So we spoke last year, didn't we, about how important clean sheets were for Barnsley? You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I'm not putting them in the same category, but Barnsley had a record number of clean sheets from League One. Uh, Wickham obviously went up to the playoffs uh, last season. Um, Barnsley scored and created a lot of chances last season this season they seem to have learned the lessons from last year and they're getting stronger this season is all about sustainability it's all about staying in this division if Wickham Wanderers want to be successful they've got to stay in this division this season you know what I mean because next season any players who do go do play well what's going to happen they're going to get bought by championship clubs or better so they're going to end up losing uh, losing a lot of people and a lot of players Indeed. Next is Derby another four points for Wayne Rooney he's uh, yeah. two more well clean sheets 
and his son signed for Man United. A good week for him. Yeah, listen, side cracking week. Another clean, another clean sheet. That's four four clean sheets on the bounce. Four points uh, against two tough sides, by the way, Stoke City and Swansea City. Um, and then his son signs for Man United. I'm sure he'll be loaned to Derby County in uh, in, in a yeah. couple of weeks for <laughs> for seven years or something, which uh, which will help his development. Oh, but listen, <laughs> he um, he's he's learned um, very quickly, Wayne, uh, with how. Um, how tough a start he had as a manager, but he's uh, listen. The week he's had is, is phenomenal, absolutely fantastic. Another clean sheet again against two very good sides. Stoke City who had a bad week themselves, which I know we'll talk about. But um, and then beating Swansea City, who came off um, obviously the Cardiff City game. You know what I mean? So that uh, shows how, uh, how how well of a job and, and how, how strong that Derby are doing at the minute. Yeah, yeah. There's some some uh, real solid defending. Um, Colin Kazim Richards made really interests me. Um, he's been around forever, hasn't always been a prolific goal scorer. I think it's fair to say, like he's you, know, he's bagged a few over the years because he's been around and been to many clubs. But um, he seems to be doing quite well for Derby, mate. I didn't hear any of that. All right, okay. Um, Colin Kazim, uh, Colin uh, Kazim Richards. I said he hasn't been always been like he's never been a prolific. I think it's fair to say. Like I was just looking at his record, he's never been a prolific goal scorer, but he's just popping up with some important goals, and I think he's doing quite well at Derby. <laughs> he's going out. Main man's joined the chat. Leslie, welcome. How are you, mate? Um, yeah, guys, send in some questions for the end of the show. Um, but it'll be uh, it, it's an interesting one. So Colin Kazim Richards, mate, interests me for Derby because he's never been prolific goal scorer, but he is popping up with some really inter- like vital goals for Derby. Yeah, listen, I I, I always used to like him. Uh, the thing what held me back of really liking him um, is his, was his attitude and his arrogance a little bit. But every player needs a little bit of arrogance to get to to push forward and. I think he's now he's gotten a little bit more experience. He's a, he's, a, he's an experienced player, and Derby have got some young players. Maybe he's, that's that responsibility, and having somebody like Wayne Rooney is is helping his development and helping him as a player and as a, and as a person. Because you know, I mean, every player needs a, needs a good leader on the pitch, and he's leading by example at the minute. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird one, mate. But they're doing well. They they've really got it together. Last few games, great run defensively. That's where you've got to build from. Yeah. A few other clubs could learn from that, mate. Um, yeah. Nottingham Forest, the most up-and-down team after QPR. Yeah. Uh, at a night nightmare against Brentford, lost 3-1, and then went and beat Sheffield Wednesday comfortably in a big game. Yeah. You know, they needed to get something from that. Uh, yeah. Interesting, mate. Yeah, a bit well. Listen, Sal, they've got to turn it around sooner rather than later, and uh, I think it just shows that the worrying times for Sheffield Wednesday because I think, West, uh, obviously, Forest, for me, were in, in dire straits and in, in big trouble, but Brentford... I think I probably would have put me mortgage on Brentford to win that game because uh, the way that Brentford play, and he's, he's got them playing some good football. He's got them defensively strong as well, and the attacking numbers, tack with pace, tack with promise. Um, but a better result on uh, in midweek for Forest. Got a couple of early goals, and, and they were able just to sit on the game and see the game out. But they need to build on it, side. They can't just rely on one win every four, five, six games. They've got to get some more points on the board because the league table. You know, I mean, the, the, the gap in the distance is 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 quite worrying, really. Oh yes, and it's not getting any smaller. Um, well, we'll see. Next up, Rotherham, mate. Um, yeah, t- similar week to Nottingham Forest. Um, the one on Saturday, which I probably didn't expect them to do against uh, against Bristol City. Um, obviously, Bristol City have had a shocking week. I know we'll, we'll obviously touch on that in a 
in a, in a short while. But uh, but then they got Blackburn oh, yeah. Rovers and they and they held on for so long. They were winning. They they, they were drawing. Um, and then the, 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 they give the winning goal away, and then I think the 90th minute through Adam Armstrong. So you know, I mean, it could have been an amazing week if they could have just held on for another another few seconds. But they'll take it on the chin and will go again because for Rotherham side, it's all about getting enough points. And if they can win one, lose one, you win half your games, you stay up in this league. Spot on, mate. Uh, next up was QPR. I mentioned just now, inconsistency is there, almost there by reputation, um, yeah. and this proved the case again. Yeah, um, worrying week because they didn't score. Normally they score goals, they create chances. Um, they played two very good sides off. They played uh, Reading on uh, Saturday, which they got beat 1-0. Um, and then they played Stoke City at home. Um, I think Stoke drew 0-0 for both their games. So um, you can probably look at the Stoke game as, a, as probably a good result. If they had got uh, two two draws, I think it would have been quite content and quite happy with it. But yeah. because you don't win a game, because you don't score goals, it just looks a, it looks a bad week because you see the L and the D next to your, next to your name and... They obviously haven't won since um, probably a month, you know what I mean, since they beat um, Rotherham as well. So they need to get back on that uh, winning trail and then start picking a few points up uh, quite quickly. But the Championship can do that, side. You can win two games in a week like teams are showing. So, you know what I mean, I wouldn't be too worried if I'm a QPR fan at the minute. Yeah, I think they've been good enough, but they just they can't string a couple of wins together or even a couple of draws at the moment. They're just yeah. down, but... They're playing fairly decently most of the time. Uh, next up is Coventry. Uh, I'm going to discuss uh, one of their players a bit later on, which ironically, he's out now. Ke- uh, Liam Kelly uh, had a cracking game on Saturday. It was really, really impressive. But he's now out for three months. That is yeah. a m- massive blow to lose your captain who's been yeah. scoring for fun. Yeah, well, listen, Mark Robbins, first and foremost, is doing a fabulous job. You know what I mean? The, the, the win draw, win draw, you know what I mean? So they're picking up four points a week, which is an absolute great turnaround. Um, unbelievable, and, uh, You know what I mean? The Wickham game on Saturday was a huge result. Huge result. Six-pointer, you know what I mean? That, that, in, in this time of the season already, against uh, Wickham Wonders, it, it is that big. And then the, the follow-up with a nil-nil draw at home against Coventry City, against uh, Huddersfield Town. They don't let that many goals inside. You know what I mean? They're not. No. Defensively, they're doing all right. They've taken a few beatings at the start of the year, but I think they've learned the lessons very quickly. He's picked up some really, really good uh, good points. Obviously, Derby County, Norwich City, late, late ones. But uh, Mike Robbins, for me, is doing a fantastic job. Yeah, we mentioned during the Michael Morrison show uh, a couple of weeks back, like because the championship is so close and so up and down, you can string a few wins together and points together. Yeah but not actually go anywhere. And when you consider yeah. their form is win, draw, win, draw, win, draw for, I think it's about eight games. Yeah. They've been picking up four games a week for three weeks and they're still, you know, still the bottom, bottom down, six. Bottom, yeah. bottom six. Like, so mm. It just shows how how difficult it is yeah. to, to really yeah. push on. Well, we said but this we'll outside, didn't we, about Cardiff City? You know what I mean? The most informed side in the division and they're not anywhere near the playoffs. It's... It just shows how, crazy, how, how difficult. If you have a bad start, like Coventry did, Coventry had a really bad start. They had some heavy, defi- heavy defeats. Um, and now they're only starting to get used to it. They're starting to get the foothold in the division. Um, and now they're giving themselves an opportunity to, uh, to stay in the division because they can't afford to go back to old form or they will be in serious trouble. Yeah, Reese makes a good point there. He says if you're going to lose a player to injury, now is probably the best time to do it because it sends a message to the board that you need funds to strengthen. Um, which I think is a good point. However, I'm not sure Coventry have the funds to really give Mark Robbins the money 
No. Not this season, I don't think so. I don't think they'll take that much of a risk. I think they'll be quite happy and content. I think they'll have the targets to go and sign and see if anybody's available on loan or in a free transfer to see if they can improve the squad. But it's a difficult one, isn't it? They haven't got their own ground at the minute, so I'm guessing mm. finance, finances aren't um, spectacular down there at the minute. No. Um, next up was Birmingham. Uh, an absolute awful week. Terrible week, yeah. Started on Saturday against uh, Watford. Troy Deeney scored a, uh, I think an 85th minute penalty. Um and then Cardiff City, I thought they were all over the place defensively, and that's not like Ito's side whatsoever. You know, I thought uh, giving penalties away, uh, not picking up on corners and set pieces. I thought they played in a uh, championship sides um, set pieces into their hands. You know what I mean? We we said that didn't we? Side a few weeks ago, how important set pieces are. And if you're not going to pick up, you're going to lose a lot of points, or you're going to yeah. lose you're going to lose a lot of goals because it wasn't even. It put the ball into a good area. It was a ball in an area unmarked, and you and you lose the game in in the ninetieth minute. And it's so it must be so disappointing. But if you're not going to pick up, you don't deserve to to draw win games. No, um, they've lost three of the last five, which is a bit yeah. of a worrying trend. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that from Karanka's side. I got to be honest. I no, no, did I. That he would shore it up. I expected to see a lot of draws and one nils, but they've been conceding, so uh, they do need yeah. to. Tighten it up at the defensively. Yeah. Uh, next is Preston. Um, terrible, absolutely terrible. terrible week, sir. Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I watched them against Middlesbrough, and I thought they were excellent. So I thought they, they, they're on a real run. You know, I mean, Scott Sinclair was was phenomenal. They go to Luton Town, they get beat heavily three uh, nil. Go to Barnsley, get beat deservedly again. Barnsley created a lot of chances, and so it's it's got to be a, a really worrying time for Alex Neil to um, to get beat by two sides. Who for me, you'd expect to win because no disrespect to Barnsley and to Luton, but. Preston North End are a big side, you know what I mean? They've got some big players uh, and you should be expecting to beat those kind of sides. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, you know, tough, some tough games, but ultimately, you've got to be looking to pick something up from some, you know, picking something up from those games because, yeah. you know, Luton have been, Luton are just on fire, Barnsley are doing well, but you've got to get something off the back of that big win against Birmingham. Yeah, Middlesbrough, sorry, Middlesbrough. You know they've been pretty good this year. They got uh, defensively very good. So to beat them three 0 was a massive result. Yeah. To not follow that up feels like a, a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Uh, next up, Millwall. Uh, I watched them. I watched them against Middlesbrough, Sai, and they were absolutely disastrous. First 15, 20 minutes, they were three 0 down. Didn't give themselves an opportunity in the game. They were. Every time Middles went forward, they looked like they were going to score. You know what I mean? It started badly, it got worse, then it got terribly worse, and it was game over. I've never seen a, a display like it. Um, one thing I will say about Millwall, really positive before the game, they brought a, they brought a banner with them about um, about racism, stand up for racism, and, and Black Lives Matter. So, you know what I mean? They did everything in their power to um, to turn things against what happened, um, obviously, in their previous home game, um, when obviously the, the booing started. So, credit to them for that, but the, on the pitch to her. They were disastrous. They were awful. But then to turn it around, side in midweek away to to Bristol City just shows how silly this league is. Because you you, you put the worst performance in on the Saturday and then probably the best performance mm, in on the, on, the, on the midweek. City, and, you know, I mean, yes, it was a bad week for Bristol City losing two games, but um, to go there and, and 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 get anything would have been a, a good result. But to win there comfortably two 0 uh, with a good solid performance was uh, was credit to credit to Millwall. Indeed, Matt. Indeed. Uh, next up, Huddersfield Town. Uh, not a great oh, week. Yeah, Jesus. not a great week. Five nil against uh, Bournemouth uh, could have been ten double figures. Solanke, um, 
Stanislas, David Brooks ran absolute riot. Every time they got the ball, they just couldn't live with them. Um, and five probably flattered him a little bit. Uh, and then, then they go and keep a clean sheet in midweek, which, you know what I mean? So you, you, you're lacking confidence, and then you go and keep a clean sheet against the side, which is in form. So it's it's just the championship side, which is just a, a fantastic league, and it just keeps on guessing and, and trying to get uh, trying to guess a result. It'll be, uh, it'll be amazing. Yeah, because, it's impossible, uh, mate. Yeah, didn't expect that. Leslie says, you never, you'll never stop racists. They will always be the minority. But... You know you can't, but you can. You can, you, you can make a point, and I think the the club for me did um, did the right thing. You know what I mean? Because they could have just um, they did the statement, and that could have been it. But to follow up with the players making a statement and making a point, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're doing their part. They're doing their bit. Garant says uh, Huddersfield a really extremely, old team. Extremely. Just... I watched them against Middlesbrough. It's the league, mate. I've, I've come to the conclusion. It's just just the league. There is yeah. it's everyone's inconsistent and everyone's all over the place, apart from Norwich. And I think that's why Norwich will end up winning the league because they seem to be the only team immune to the madness, shall we say. Um, next up, Luton Town. Absolutely uh, been on fire recently, having a great season um, considering their budget and the size of the club. Uh, but a mixed bag. Three. I think they would have taken three points from the two games. Uh, it should have been better for me, Si, because uh, obviously I watched the game in midweek against Middlesbrough. Um, obviously the Blue Preston away with a 3-0, 3-0 victory. Um, Middlesbrough winning 1-0 and then Preston got a penalty and um, uh, James Collins stepped up and kicked the ball twice. It did go in. Um, the manager wasn't happy. Collins wasn't happy. The players weren't happy, but he did kick it twice. It was it was so obvious. It was scary and it has to be chalked off, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Happened so what happens with that? Did he retake it? No. No, he's kicked it it's twice. Right, it just just a free, it's a goal, goal kick or free kick. It happens. It happened, it happened again. It happened. It happened for Middlesbrough against. Um, it happened against Norwich for Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough two weeks ago. So did he slip? Yeah. And the See, same, that to me, if same, it's an accident, you've got to retake it. Like I think that they should change that rule. That's a stupid rule. That is. Mm. Um, that would. That would have been. It would have probably been his point. I didn't think Middlesbrough were great, um, but. Listen, Middlesbrough are angry, you know what I mean? But they get the job done and they get the points when they need the points and mm. they can dig in when they need to dig in. I thought Luton threw the kitchen sink at them and were, uh, were pretty dominant towards the end. Middlesbrough, the man sent off, which has been overturned, uh, Morsi. But I think uh, I think Luton will be a little bit disappointed, but they'll take probably three points from the week. Yes, I think so. And one thing I will say, and I'll talk about him a bit later, James Collins is uh, phenomenal. Mate. Yeah. Um, exceptionally good season for him again for Luton they are dependent on him and I do wonder like you know obviously the penalty James Collins hasn't scored from open play and Luton haven't scored so you wonder how dependent they are on him in terms of grabbing the goals they need but they're having a a great season to be you know to be 13th at this with 26 points at this stage of the season considering last season side as well yeah Luton fans must be over the moon mate yeah, fabulous. Another team uh, who I believe fans must be over the moon is Barnsley. What a team oh. to watch, Schmidt. Yeah, they're having a fabulous season. I thought uh, they were going to struggle this year with the amount of players who left, uh, the big players who left. A few of them went to Stoke City. Um, I really had a, a concern. The manager left a few weeks ago. The new manager's come in. He's done absolutely fantastic. They go to Sheffield Wednesday, go and beat them 2-1 in the local derby. Play Preston at home, beat them as well. You know what I mean? What an absolutely fantastic week. And they're giving themselves an opportunity, so I forget uh, staying up. They'll be looking at 
Can we finish in the top ten? Can we push towards the playoffs? Because after Christmas, it's you know what I mean. You can start to uh, start to dream a little bit because you can look down mm. and go. We've got 15, 16 point gap, so you know what I mean. We can we can afford to go for a few games instead of just yeah. being a little bit conservative, you know. So well, why not? Good. Thing is, right? Once you're safe, like, what's the point in just keeping it tight and keeping it tight? Like, don't you know? Go for it. Like, what's yeah. the worst that happened? You finished tenth. I agree. You know what I mean? Let's like, finish tenth, going losing four, five, four finish, every week. Even if you finish eighteenth, you know what I mean? For me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a risk worth taking if you can potentially finish in the playoffs. Because if you can, if you can nip a, nip a playoff place in the last, uh, the last day, you've got an opportunity. Well, the thing is, though, mate, right? Is ultimately, does it matter if you finish seventh or if you finish twenty-first? Nope. Really. Nope. Who gives? Who cares? Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? As long as, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter one iota. You know what I mean? You, you've still finished mid-table, if I'm, in my yeah. eyes, because you know what I mean. You've you not got relegated. relegated and, yeah, and I think I look at that mid, sort of lower mid-table and mid-table. There's some big teams in there, but also there's some teams banging form, like your Barnsleys, your Lutons, and then you've got teams like Blackburn, Cardiff, Bristol, Stoke above them, like. There's some tasty teams in there, which could any one of them could go on like a a run, but then Cardiff have gone on a run, and I haven't really. I've never seen that. I've never seen progressed. a division. I've never seen a division side where I, where I see so many big clubs, like massive clubs, where there's only space for three of them to go up as well. So next season you're going to get three big clubs coming down again. So it's going to be a and, and potentially three big clubs coming up because you could get Hull City, Portsmouth. It's it's just a. It's just a, a, a very, very, very tough division. Yes, it is, certainly is. And Blackburn are experiencing that firsthand at the moment. It seems to be like win-loss, yeah. win-loss. Yeah, and think as well, Si, I think it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because people go to Weewood Park and, and, and they see the heritage of, uh, of, of the football club and see that they've won the Premier League and, and the expectations. They look at the team sheet. Um, and it's 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 so difficult, isn't it? Because people enjoy going there and playing football because it's not an intimidating place to go. It's a nice place to go and play football. And Norwich beat them at the weekend. Um, obviously, uh, Pookie, who I'm going to talk about later on, and, and Norwich City will talk about. Obviously, um, he's got two goals and a difficult one. But Blackburn needed to get something in midweek, and they got their got their reward in the 98th minute through uh, Armstrong again. And they need to keep hold of him if they if they have got any potential to to get in the playoffs. They need him to to um, to stay in that, in, in that club. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um, next up is the 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 not so mighty Bluebirds. Um, a mixed week. We talked in detail about the uh, South Wales derby on Monday, so I don't want yeah. to spend too much time on that. Um, Cardiff were rubbish, uh, and Swansea were good, uh, but Cardiff. <sighs> They made it difficult for themselves against Birmingham, but ultimately managed to squeak out a win. Yeah, um, it's all about getting the results. It's all about winning football matches and five wins out of six. You know what I mean? The question I'll put to every Cardiff fan is, would you rather win one game against Swansea City and lose the other five, or would you rather win the five games and lose to, lose to Swansea City? Because for me, I would rather get in the playoffs or get promoted and lose twice to Swansea City this season. Yes, it would hurt. But we're the ones who'll be laughing at the end of the season because you're guaranteed a playoff place. You know, I just think, yeah. I just think with it with the informed side in the championship, you know, what I mean, they need to go on that run again before Christmas to get in the playoffs, um, and then they've got to try and push on. Maybe in the January window. You know, what I mean, it was a, I thought it was a deserved deserved victory against Birmingham City. I didn't think Birmingham were great. I think Cardiff City defensively, 
um, were, were poor for the goals. Um, I didn't really see Birmingham scoring at all, apart from the goals that they scored. And, and for me, poor, poor judgment, poor mistakes, not following runners. Um, but I think Cardiff City should have scored a few more. Obviously, they missed a penalty. Um, there were crossing balls in the box. I thought Gratzel was outstanding. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was excellent. Uh, and set pieces, Cardiff were always going to be a danger. And the winning goal was mm. was Cardiff esque and uh, poor defending. But you, you've still got to put it in the net. Indeed, mate. Um, so I got three points, which I want to make, or two points at a question, very quickly. Uh, fantastic to see with keeper Moore out, Glattel banging in the goals because we we talked about we saw a bit of potential in him. We felt like he just needed a bit of run and and the balls in the box to score. And I think that he's proven that he's scoring. Also, Harry Wilson with another couple of assists. Um, secondly, we talked about last week, uh, Sean Morrison, should he be dropped? Now, he hasn't been particularly good recently. What he has done, though, is turn up with two winners for Cardiff yeah. City in the two midweek games. Um, and I think it takes a big, uh, psychologically, a big person to be able to get through playing bad and still be in the right positions to get those winning goals. And ultimately, it's not his job to score goals, really. He's a yeah. defender. Um, whereas a striker, if they're not in form, you know, they tend to still make the runs, etc., etc. Morrison hasn't been in the greatest of form, but he's got been in the right place to score those winning goals. So he deserves a tremendous amount of credit for that. But on the um, psychological side of the game, I wanted to ask you as an ex-player... Um, if there's like a team which you always seem to lose to as a club, uh, does that play on the squad's mind and things like that? Like, obviously, Tottenham famously couldn't beat United for years. Mm. Cardiff seem to have a big issue with Swansea. Like, they've won four in the bounce, then they've completely gone to pieces versus Swansea, and then they've gone back to, you know, come back and beat Birmingham. They seem to be, you know, back, back to winning ways. So it's, mm. it's just that Swansea game. Yeah, well, maybe there is a, there's, there's something, there's, there's, a, there's that mental block which mm. it, it happens, you know what I mean? It's that fear factor, you know what I mean? But like I've just said, psychic gone for me, it's just another game. It's a, it's a huge game, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? It's a big game, it's bragging rights, um, it's, it's, it's the biggest game of the season in terms, of, uh, in terms of, uh, of who you're playing and where the game is. But look at, um, look at the, the, look at the, the five wins out of six games. You know, I mean, that's the most important thing for me. It's about that. It's about those uh, those those eighteen points. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know I mean, and getting fifteen of them. You know what I mean? And for me, if we can do it again and uh, lose against Swansea in the in the return game, I don't care as long as Cardiff City get in the playoffs or get promoted automatically. You know what I mean? It's just another game. And as a player, it's about a forty-six game season and, and getting enough points accumulated to get promoted and. Uh, every kind of City fan surely must want them to get promoted or get in the playoffs. And for me, the, the Derby game, yes, the game we want to win, of course, but it's just a, another game to win. You know what I mean? Like Saturday was important to win, like Birmingham City is important to win. And, you know what I mean? And the games that they've won, it looks bad because it's Swansea City, but you know what I mean? The last time they lost Cardiff City was against uh, Coventry City, and that sounds, that's before Swansea. That seems, that seems a long, long time ago, by the way. Yeah. It sure does. Uh, Reese David Evans says, "Don't drop Morrison." Uh, he, he says he, he keeps saying, "Put Nelson to right back and Benkovic at centre half, and you could put Bakuna back in the midfield because we're missing a ball winner without him." Uh, Gavin Randall says, "Some City fans have made him laugh, uh, saying that Wilson hasn't made a difference." Um, would you think Harry Wilson has made a difference to Cardiff City? 
Um, he didn't make a difference on Saturday or Sunday no. uh, when they played. I thought he was, I thought he was diabolical, but so was everybody else. So that, that's that's a difficult one. But has he made a difference? Um, he's, I think he's he's he's, he's had a he's had a positive Sist-wise, impact. Yes. He's had a, he's had a positive positive impact. I don't think he's had the uh, the impact that I thought he was going to do with the amount of goals. But he's not playing in the position where he's probably going to get the goals. You know what I mean? He's playing more out wide, which the assists are going to come. The goals probably less more uh, less so. If he's playing number ten, or he's playing uh, behind the front one, or he's playing up up, up alongside a, a big a big target man, he's going to score more goals. So it's it's a difficult one. You know, I mean, people probably judge him by the amount of goals he's scoring, but it, it's unfair with if he's playing out wide. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, just very quickly, a couple of comments. Uh, James says uh, we've got Norwich home and away in the next five games. Be good to get Norwich out of the way for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think. If they could get four points against Norwich, it, or when it slows Norwich down, and also it would be massive for in terms of momentum. Leslie says Middlesbrough will be in the playoffs, guaranteed. Oof. Big, big confidence. Big confidence. Uh, Geraint says in the perfect world, Cardiff will sign two players, uh, Sinclair and Bannon. Good shot. Mm. And Reese says you can see Wilson is best at number ten, not playing wide in a four-four-two. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, the strikers that Cardiff have got, they need four-four-two almost. They need the ball in the box. Mm. Whereas there's you've got Wilson and Tomlin. Better they need to play in a system which features number yeah. ten to get the best out of them. You can't play Harris. You can't play Harris and Wilson in the same side unless you play one of them wide. It's just an impossibility. So it's. Mm. He could play one or the other. He could play. He could play ten behind the one. But then we're then we're going to say we're going too direct because we haven't got the support up to the front man. You know what I mean? For me, I think the only thing you could do is play four four two with Wilson as the second striker and let him yeah. sort of slot into number ten there yeah. and still have the two wingers. Yeah. I mean, you got. But then it's move. then it's, it's it's having lack of support up up towards uh, one of the big centre 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 forwards. Yeah, that's when you've got to get yeah. one of the wingers to tuck in when it's on the other side, and you've got to get one of the midfielders up. But the problem is the mid central midfield area is not doing their job defensively, so that they can release one of them to go forward, and it's it's an yeah. issue, isn't it? Well, defensively um, and offensively, I think I think it's both, yeah. because I think at the minute they're, they're caught in between a rock and a hard place because they're trying to do both jobs and not doing any. Maybe that's why you need someone like Barry Bannon is capable of picking a pass from deep, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah I totally agree. But yeah. Um, next up is Bristol City. Awful week. Um, yeah, terrible week. I say it again. I, say it, I feel like I say it all the time, but they've got... A ridiculous squad. It's massive, full of quality, mm. and they looked like they were going to have a really good season, and they have just mm. gone. It's the games for me, side which to lose. Uh, rather, rather than United away and the Millwall at home, two games which I fully expected them to win both games wasn't not even close. And to to get beat two 0 in both games is uh, is is very surreal. With the squad they've got, they can rotate. Um, it's uh, yeah. There's, there's just when you talk about mental blocks. Bristol City have got a mental block with the Championship because you mm. just can't work them out. They have a they have a block seem to which which stops them really achieving what they should be achieving because I think every season them they're underachieving, in my opinion. Yeah, they don't seem to be. They just can't push on, can they? Um, and like Derby had a few years ago, wasn't it? They'd have a great season until it really came down to like squeaky bum time. Yeah. At the end of a season, and they would just go to pieces and miss out on the playoffs by a point, or yeah. they just fade away completely. And Bristol, they get off to a rip roaring start. Everyone looks at their squad, not just full of quality, but f- you know, deep. And then they just get to November, or December, and they they 
you know they've they've not just whittled off a little bit at the moment they have just fallen off a cliff um yeah. you know and let's 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 remember they haven't gone and lost to you know like Stoke and Ooh. Cardiff who were in form or Luton who were in form it's it's a Millwall team who are in dreadful form yeah. and Rotherham who's a team come up from League 1 and they're playing Preston tonight as well, which is a hard game for them. So you yeah. know, what I mean, it, it could be three wins, a three defeat out of three, which will be a mm. which will be a shocker. Pressure, shocker for under them. pressure, mate. Next up, Stoke City, bad week, but yeah, bad week. I think bad week for them side because I fully expect them to score goals, and mm. I think defensively, I think they'll, they'll take some massive credits from it and some pluses from it because I expect Stoke City to keep clean sheets with the defence that they've got. I think defensively, James Chester, um, Shawcross, I think he's come back fit. Collins, they've got some very good defenders, but. Offensively, they create chances. They score goals. They've got midfielders who score goals. They've got wingers who score, who bring in with the goals. They've got centre forwards ever plenty. So for me, I think probably I think they probably would have expected to be QPR away, uh, but obviously Derby away. I think Derby have turned things around. So I think uh, they, they would have probably for me expected to get four points. Yeah, they've got a couple of diff- difficult games coming up. Um, they'll probably rotate it for the cup game versus Stoke uh, versus Tottenham. Sorry, but. I still like the way they were playing a couple of weeks back or a month or so back. I really fully expected them to be right up there with Norwich. By yeah, the end of Christmas. Yeah. And they've just they're stuttering a bit, which is worrying for them. Uh, next up is Borough, mate. The Neil Warnock is working wonders with a team who did not look good last year. No, listen, he's had, he's had a good week. He didn't have a great week last week, obviously, with two defeats. No. So he's uh, he's turned it around. For me, it was probably the, the perfect two, well, perfect side to get your confidence back was Millwall. So I thought Millwall were, were outrageous. I think I thought they just didn't turn up and um, they weren't very good whatsoever. Uh, Luton was a lot more of a difficult game. I thought Luton came with the, with the game plan. Uh, Middlesbrough obviously got the goal uh, in the second half. And uh, obviously, the missed penalty happened. Um, I, well, I didn't think it was a red card, but I, I thought it was. Yeah, a, Leslie still, said something about that. Still thought it was a, um, still thought it was a penalty. Easy. I still thought it was a penalty, but I didn't think it was a red card. Um, but thankfully, it didn't go in. Uh, Bartonelli, the goalkeeper, made a fantastic save in the ninety-third minute from a from a header by Collins, uh, which kept him in it and just shows the just shows the worth really. But defensively, Neil has has them set up in a way that they just don't look like they're going to concede. They have this confidence building through the group and, you know, I mean, one goal seems to be enough. It was for Cardiff City, it seems to be one one goal is enough for Middlesbrough. And, you know what I mean, run about people who have a mental block. Well, he does the opposite. He gives people confidence that they're the best player in the Championship and I don't know how he does it. Yeah, spot on, mate. The um, Leslie said he didn't think it was a penalty and he didn't think it was a red card. Yeah, it wasn't um, a red card, but he got it. Oh, no, so he got his something. red card. Sorry, I, he didn't say that. He said he was never a pen. And he got his red card chalked off. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got it back this morning. Yeah, so he rescinded. So he's allowed to play again. So it's listen. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Bang on. What more's a uh, phenomenal sign? Yeah, breath of fresh air, and uh, and hopefully he signs his new contract. Um, all being quite on on the Western front with that one. I'm sure. Um, mm. I'm sure Neil will be trying. But but my concern is if they don't get it done in the next uh, two weeks. Week or two. Then he's going to be uh, uh, he's going to be available to go and sign for anybody he wants in the uh, Championship or the Premier League. Yes, and his form has been that good that I'm sure someone would pick him up. It's one of those sides where he's, people's concerns will have been his fitness, but he's proven that he's fit and healthy <laughs> and doing well. So his ability was never in question. It was just because he missed that much football with the knee injuries what he's had um, that he's, he's, he's finding it difficult. <laughs> and that, listen, Sam, and that's what managers do. Some managers have 
um, ultimate confidence in the players and just and just yeah. make them feel like they're a million dollars. Make them make them make them stand six feet tall and make them. You know what I mean? I, I go back to Middlesbrough. Brian Robson did it with me. Lenny Lawrence did it at Cardiff. Every time you came into training. You were buzzing because the manager just even when he said bad stuff about you, it was it was done in a constructive way. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't negative. It was it was all constructive criticism, positive, and and he made you just feel a million dollars and and ten feet tall, and that's what you want to be week in week out, day in day out. Yeah, spot on, mate. I can't couldn't agree with that more. And I think um, Neil Warnock is very good at that that man management style, isn't he? Yeah. Um, next up, Brentford, mate. Uh, good, uh, yeah, points, well, yeah, probably good a good week. week. Good week. Uh, we're at Forest three one. I thought they were very good, creating chances, scoring goals. Um, and then Norwich City that they drew one all, which I, I think is a good result. You know, I, mean, I think I, I, Watford. Sorry, uh, I think it's a good result. Watford is strong. You know, what I mean, they're not probably not scoring as many goals as I, as I imagined with the players that they've got going forward. But um, Brentford are unbeaten um, forever. I think you know, what I mean, they're unbeaten mm-hmm. in ten. So you know, what I mean, they're they're, they're a very strong side and. Um, and they've eventually found that found that form from last season. If they can just uh, just push on a little bit, they'll be uh, they'll be a, they'll be a force again. I believe so. We've yeah, they got red in next, yeah. which would be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to um, see that as well if they spend any money because they've obviously got a pot of gold from all the, all the players that are sold in the summer. So if they want to go and spend it, I'm sure the manager will be able to to have a little push for the Premier League. Yeah, James says they thinks if they had Watkins and Ben Rama still, they'd be top of the league. Uh, yeah. They wouldn't be far off. Uh, but the, the annoyance for me, Si, is not, not with Watkins, because Watkins is playing week in, week out. But Ben Ram is not playing week in, week out. He's so, playing you know off the bench, mean? isn't he? You know, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because you see a player, for me, he was the best player in the Championship by a country mile, Ben Rama, And he's not but playing. How's it work? you say that, Jared Bowen didn't start for West Ham straight away. Yeah. And he's having a very good seat. Like, they eased him in. Mm. And then now he's having a very, very good time with it. Yeah. So maybe they are just, you know... Yeah, but yeah, but I look him. at I look at Ollie Watkins getting opportunities. But he's an experienced player, and he and he's yeah. I look at Eze, Eze's getting opportunities at Crystal Palace. You know what I mean? Mm. And to fair, he, he deserves his opportunity as well. But it just say si, I think just the names that we just mentioned just shows how good the Championship or the Premier yeah. League two is because it shows there's there's no difference and these players are going in that league and and ripping it up. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Next up, Redden. Um Yeah, mixed week. Um, the the big QPR on Saturday one nil. Clean sheet, which will uh, obviously please um, our old guest Michael Morrison. Not old, yeah. but previous guest. Late, late um, goal. Yeah, um, but then obviously a difficult game when you're playing the best, the best side and the top side. Uh, Norwich City, you know, it was always going to be a tough one. And um, when Pookie's gets a penalty, he never seems to miss. So it's uh, it's you can't give those opportunities mm-hmm. away. And a penalty is a part of the part of the part of the setup at the minute. Then teams do seem to get get them more than others. And Norwich are no different than that. But um, it was always going to be a tough game, and uh, Reading will be back. They've had a really, really good start of the season, and uh, and they haven't faltered as much as I thought they were going to get. Yeah, they faltered a little bit, they had, didn't they? they? Had, yeah, they had four games defeat, and obviously Michael spoke to us, didn't he, about get about about winning again. Obviously, they beat Nottingham Forest, um, but obviously they lost in the midweek. They won again, so as long as they can keep churning points, they'll uh, they'll still be okay, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did um, Michael mention Michael Olisi in the show? Yeah, um, he, did, yeah. he scored uh, a couple of goals yeah. this week. Yeah, and, he, did. Uh, he was impressive. And I, I'm sure I yeah. couldn't remember off the top of my head, but I was sure he had mentioned him and the quality he's got. Yeah, he does. And obviously he's bagged him a couple of goals. Yeah, he does. Uh, but it's important, is, it's, it's important to have those kind of players because yes, you can't you rely them, on you, you can't rely on the um, on the same players all, all the time. And Lucas Jow, you know, I mean, Lucas Jow's they're probably their standout player, but hmm. if he's quiet, who do you rely on? Yeah. 
and that's where some some clubs in the championship do struggle. They're so reliant on one player to yeah. score their goals. Yeah. Um, you need a couple to be able to chip in with 10, 12 goals a season and assists yeah. and things. Uh, next up is Swansea City. What a what a strange week for them. Yeah, from the sublime to the ridiculous side. Well, they were bang uh, up we, for their cup final. And I know, then we, spoke, I know we spoke about Cardiff City a lot on Monday's show. We spoke about Cardiff City a lot tonight. But um, Swansea City, for me, at the, at the weekend, but absolutely phenomenal. I thought the manager got his tactics spot on. He got his formation spot on. Um, I thought, the, the, especially the second goal, I thought was outstanding against Cardiff City. Oh, it's a phenomenal goal. But then you expect that kind of performance, that level of professionalism, that, that kind of attitude to go into the next game and um, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? It was men against boys. Yes, it was a, a strange early kickoff, which I haven't been a fan of, by the way, because I think it's a, it's a strange one having five o'clock kickoffs in mm. midweek. But and that's no excuse. You can't, you can't blame those kind of things for performance because it's not like they're... The, they have a job and then they go and play straight away. The professional players and it doesn't really mm. matter what time it is because. Um, but yeah, bad bad result off the back of a uh, probably the best performance of the season against Cardiff City. Yeah, I've talked a lot about Cooper tactically. I think he's a phenomenal coach and manager. Um, he got it wrong versus Derby big yeah. time, um, which you know sometimes everyone has a yeah. bad day. And Derby are you know they are in form, but for Swansea to to play. And I, I said it in jest, like that it was their cup final versus Cardiff. Of course, I, I'm bitter, but ultimately, they played like it was a cup final. Yeah. They were bang up for it. They were professional. The tactics were spot on. To follow that up with a toothless, dire performance versus Derby, mm. it's not good enough, mate. And, yeah. and like we talked about Cardiff not turning up for Swansea, but turning off, turning up to every other game recently. Mm. It's the same for Swansea. Like yeah. if you can turn up to play Cardiff like that, you have to turn up for the other games, other yeah. teams too. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and listen, I, I, was, I was surprised. I was surprised he got his tactics wrong because mm. a, a manager who I've really only seen against Cardiff City and focused on in the games I watched against Cardiff City, three games he's got his tactics spot on against Cardiff City. So to get and it wrong against as well, yeah, yeah, all three games are very, very different. Yeah, so to get it very, very wrong against a, a different side. A young side, manager as well, which is very poor. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very surprised. Very surprised. Yeah, playing a rookie manager, mate. You know, mm. should be bread and butter for a for a yeah. coach like him. Uh, next up is Watford, my friend. Yeah, um, started on started off very good on Saturday with Troy Deeney penalty in the 85th minute against uh, Aitor side Birmingham City, uh, and then a draw against against Brentford, which I think from a Watford point of view, yes, you're at home, yes, you've just come down from the Premier League, but. Brentford have unbeaten for that long. You you probably take a draw off them because they, they they are very dangerous going forward and they don't let many goals in. So four points in a week. Um, they're sitting pretty um, in third position. So I, I don't think they'll be um, worried at all. No. And uh, next up, then uh, by the way, Troy Deeney scoring goals again is what we like to see. Um, and we've mentioned him a bit recently. He's bagged two winners in a week, two penalties, but don't matter. Too. Yeah, Got to score him. Yeah. Got to, not two winners, but you know, two goals. The two penalties. Yeah. Um, but he makes a difference to them. I gave him my up last week because I just felt like he gives them something which no one else does. A bit of fire and a bit of a target up front. Um, next up, Bournemouth, mate. Uh, two clean sheets. What Obviously, Graham Jones, uh, one of our previous guests on the uh, on the Monday show, spoke about the importance of clean sheets, the importance of defensive units. Um, and then, to add on top of that, they can go and score six goals in a week. Size just absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Five against uh, Bournemouth, uh, five against Huddersfield on Saturday, which is a great opportunity then to go and progress your week. 
Uh, it wasn't as great against uh, Wickham. You know, I watched a large mm. part of the game, and but they still dominated it. They still had 16, 17, 18 shots on target. Um, but they got the they got the breakthrough once um, once the red card happened for for Wickham. But you've got to, you just got to win the game. So it doesn't matter if you win them five 0 you win them one 0 It's still three points this day. Yeah, yeah, spot on, mate. It's um, doesn't matter what the score is, just win, win those games. And um, I got to say, I really have been impressed with Bournemouth these last couple of yeah, weeks. So been phenomenal. And that, um, well, that, it also concerns me, say, as well, though, because I look at Cardiff City that, that how many games are unbeaten and how well they're doing. And and uh, when do I see Bournemouth falling? Do I do I see them dropping that many points that, it, that it, 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 the, the gap can be closing? Do I see do I see Norwich not winning that many? that many games now up to Christmas or towards the end of the season those two teams for me look like they're running away with it already yeah they do um, and i got to say I Stoke was the team which I thought would be probably give those two teams the biggest run for their money and they're not at the moment but yeah. you know things. there's a long way to go but I think unless you're Sheffield Wednesday most clubs will be not happy but you know they can either get sorted in terms of just staying up or they can get sorted to go on a run and get promoted but I don't know like like you say Bournemouth Norwich both look like they're sitting pretty at the moment uh, Norwich good week 2-2 two, two run wins very good yeah um, I think Pookie's obviously the difference with the centre forwards you know what I mean it, the way that he plays the way that he leads the line they haven't they haven't got rid of a lot of players so you know what I mean it's so important for them um, to uh, to continue with the squad and, and, and bring in players into a Premier League class because when they do eventually go back up, which I do believe will happen this season, they're not um, they're not going to have much of a change. Yeah, I, they basically got the same squad as they had last year, so you know it wasn't good enough last. It was if they go straight up and they you know they win the league as we looks like they're probably going to. If they do that, they've got to strengthen in yeah. the summer because yeah, totally they agree. didn't. They didn't last time. Yeah, they'll they learn, they'll learn from much. the mistakes. They'll learn from the mistakes, I believe. But no, they've got a, to think so. they've got a very good championship side. Well, an excellent championship side for me. Well, that leads us nicely into a question which Gaz, I think it was, I think it was Gaz said earlier, um, which I said I would leave to. He asked us a question. It's not a championship question, but it does kind of tie into last year's championship he says what do you lads make of Billich being sacked uh, with a championship squad they haven't really strengthened it and he's just taken a point versus Man City to be replaced by Sam Allardyce um, what I didn't like Sai, is that this decision was made before the Man City game because people yeah. expected him to lose because there's no way in the world that that, they tied that, that, that up in an that hour or two. That deal gets done very quickly. You know what I mean? The manager, the, getting a Premier League manager in is a is at least a two, three solid day negotiation, negotiation period. You know yeah. what I mean? So for them to go and get a point, and a deserved point as well, by the way, I thought they were very good. Um, I didn't like it. It doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. Uh, I think he's a very good manager. He's he's took them out I of like the championship to the Premier League. Um, listen, if he's, if he got relegated, side and he's and he's uh, he's underachieved, then yeah, throw the book at him. But he hasn't spent any money. He's still probably working on a on a shoestring. He's he's obviously working under COVID regulations, as in um, they've had no break in between the championship and the, and, and the Premier League. There's no fans in the in the Hawthorns. It's yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of it. It's it doesn't it it does, but it doesn't surprise me. No, no, it doesn't surprise me. But the thing for me is like 
they haven't given him money to spend, so he's got a championship squad. So, <clears throat> like, what are they expecting? Yeah. But then, do you know what I mean? Like, do you think? Do you think that the plan all along was uh, was sustainability? Let's get a manager in for January who's going to spend the money because I've got a pot of money, but I don't trust. But Bilic is a, like a a top manager. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like Bilic is too good for the championship in my opinion like mm. he's above that level like I don't know it feels a bit like West Brom have got ideas above their no I don't want to say above their station because that's wrong but like well, the they're fun. sacking Billich to get Allardyce in like mm. to me like in 2020 if you're offering me two managers mm. I'm going for Slavin Billich sorry no, yeah. but like no, and that's I, nothing I, I, Sam, Sam Allardyce Changed the game off the pitch for managers around the country. He I was totally one of the managers that. who brought in technology and yeah. things like that. And I totally understand it. Dinosaur, but but then but then West Brom could look at it on the terms of that we're getting rid of Slavin Village and we're bringing in the ex England manager. So you know what I mean? It's it's a that's, it's a that's a that's a stretch, mate. He was manager for about a month. Unbeaten though. Well, I'm unbeaten <laughs> as England manager as well, mate. Because I mean, I'm getting the West Brom job. Did you go for it? Nah, they gotta to come to me, mate. They'll come. They'll come to me before they sack Sam Allardyce, because apparently that's how they work. But yeah, good question. And I, I like Slav and Billich is not going to be short of work. Let's no, be honest. Well, so there's, there's... If Cardiff sack Neil Harris, well, I'll have him. I'm not sure I understand. Oh. That was nope. uh, my watch. He doesn't understand either. No, he doesn't understand. Uh, I think West Brom. I, I think that uh, managers might lose a job now knowing that there's some very good managers uh, out at work because chairman will think, well, hang on a minute, we we can't afford to lose out on a Slavin Village, for example, and we're not we're not doing as well as what we think. So I think there could be a, a manager merry-go-round happening very shortly. Yeah, it always happens either before or after Christmas, doesn't it? Because yeah. clubs get twitchy because they know that other teams are going to start sacking managers. So then suddenly all these managers who are out of work, they become hot property, don't they? Yeah. Um, but like Sam Allardyce has been out of work for a while like as well like he's been out of the game for a while haven't he when was the yeah. last job he had uh, was it not England job has he worked since I'd so. have to have a quick look um, yeah I don't think he has off the top of my head but like <sighs> that's what I mean like it doesn't make any sense like I die. It frustrates me, mate. I got to say, um, but it's such as football, I guess. Yeah. Um, would you have Slavin Bilic over Neil Harris for Cardiff City manager? Oh, it's, tough, it's, it's a tough one, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, it's difficult, sir, because I, I'm, I, 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 right now I'll say no. Oh, he's worked. Uh... He's been. He was at Palace from for a year uh, after the England job, and then he was at Everton for a year. Oh well, yeah. Sorry, yeah, he was. At, I knew he was at Everton. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say no because uh, results speak for itself, and uh, five wins out of six, I don't think uh, I don't think anyone will get a better return than that. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's tr- tricky, mate. Isn't it? Ask me six weeks ago, I'd have had um, I'd have had, I'd have had the kit man wanting to be the manager. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if Cardiff don't back him in January, mate, then they should sack him. Like, if they're not going to back him because they're not sure about him, then just get rid of him. And I believe that about any manager. Like, yeah. if you're not going to back him with your... Tra- whatever your transfer budget is, whether it's 50 quid or 50 million, 
when the transfer window opens, if you're not going to give that transfer budget to your manager to spend, then sack him because you don't want him there. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got to back your manager. Yeah, 100%, mate. What is your two downs for this week? Rob Boyle, sorry, Rob Boyle there just saying bang on. Big fan of the show, Rob is, after he got um, slaughtered on Wednesday. I've gone, <laughs> I've gone for, um, my first down was Cardiff City's players for letting the fans down the South Wales derby. I thought, from, Disgrace. from 1 to 16, I thought they were, I thought that, that it was all wrong. Um, and I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to blame managers, I'm not going to blame tactics. He kept the same formation, the same team. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but for me, I thought the players let him down. Uh, the manager mm. that is, and I thought they let the fans down as well. Yeah, I agree with that. The one thing I'd say about the manager on that side is, um, I would have, apart from a couple of individuals, he should have, he should have. Yeah, there was one or two, Ojo and Harris. I thought were the only two. Um, but I will say about Neil Harris is he should have changed it earlier, at half time or a year. Like they, he shouldn't have left it. He shouldn't have let the game drift like he did. Um, and that's a bit of I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably it's probably been a little bit too loyal to those players who've done well in the previous weeks and, and expecting them to pull a pull a performance out of, out of, out of the backsides, which he should have done because then it just didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trusting trust in, trust in your players. Yes, spot on, mate. Uh, my first down is the Sheffield Wednesday board um, because I have no idea what they're playing on playing at. I know I have no idea what they're doing, uh, and I'm not entirely convinced that they know what they're doing. Uh, but paying, not paying staff and players before Christmas after the year we've just had, I think is piss poor, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Uh, my second, second one? one is uh, Alex Patterson uh, from Wickham Wonders. His red card against Bournemouth. Wickham had a corner. I don't know if anyone has seen it. Wickham had a corner. It got cleared away at the near post. And instead of just letting the Bournemouth player kick it out for a, a throw-in like he did, he went right through him and, uh, and just... Took him well out over the top. Mm. It was just a needless free kick. Never mind red card because at the time they were still in the game and it had a massive impact. That would have been a huge point for um, for Wickham. And you know, I mean, Gareth will have been so frustrated with uh, with that red card because that had a massive impact on the result. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, my so I struggled a bit for my second down. There was like a couple of red cards and and this, that, and the other. But I just went for the the general inconsistency of some of the championship teams so there's like five or six that i could kind of lump in there you know you've got your Millwall, qpr um sheffield wednesday maybe sheffield wednesday forest yeah like just the they don't seem to be able to string two games together let alone uh, four or five games and all in the championship you have to be able to string three four wins and draws together to be able to you know maintain or hit your targets or stay up whatever it may be um let's move on to the apps finish on a positive what's your first app mate uh my first up i've gone for uh pookie from uh, norwich city three goals this week two on saturday one in midweek two penalties um he's having a fantastic season he's leading the line really well he's very dangerous he just he's got everything to his game. He's just he, he holds the ball up really well. He runs in behind. He's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, but he's he's very effective at this level and um uh, yeah, if they can uh, if they can keep him scoring cuz I don't believe he will move. If they can keep him scoring, they'll they'll win the league. Yeah, it's interesting because he didn't have a great season in the Premier League and No. But he's had two very good championship seasons either side. Um 
but they are very reliant on his goals. So yeah. we talked about that earlier with other teams. Be interesting if he got like a, you know, an injury for a couple of months if that affected them. Um, my first up is uh, Adeboy. I can't pronounce his name. Adeboyjo. Well, Adeboyjo from Barnsley. I apologise. Eh? Not very good with names. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's been this past month really, but uh, he was particularly good on Saturday. And uh, I like it a lot. Cool, He's like been a big, having a big influence on the the Barnsley team, who we talked about earlier in the season being too mm. dependent on Corey Woodrow, uh, yeah, and but... players like him have really stepped up. Well, that just uh, fits nicely with my uh, my second upside because I've gone for the Barnsley manager Ismail, uh, because listen, any new manager to come into the Championship, which is a difficult division by the way, to to take mm. to take on it like he has and the players to buy into his ideas and his philosophy. Um, three wins out of three, two wins this week against Sheffield Wednesday and Preston. He should be absolutely super proud of, of, of the way he's doing it um, because the way the Barnsley finished last season was phenomenal. How they stayed up was was, was beyond belief, really. So um, for them to continue it this season is fantastic because they're a big club side. Listen, they're in the Premier League 10, 12 years ago, whatever, 15 years ago. So, you know, we're not talking about a little club here. We're talking about a team who was in the Premier League and deservedly in the Premier League. Yes, they only, only lasted a season, but they've had a couple of bad seasons. Oakwell's a, a really hostile place to go when the fans are there. It's a nice place to go because it's a good atmosphere. I've been there as a fan and as a player, so it's, I really like Oakwell. So, uh, I, it's a club which I really enjoy watching. Hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoy watching them play, mate. Um, so, my second half, I struggled a little bit. I was kind of whittled it down to two and I couldn't really piece them apart. So I've almost gone for like a joint one. Um, so I went with James Collins of Luton, which scored a hat-trick on Saturday. He's just been phenomenal for them for a very long time. Um, and also Liam Kelly of Coventry. And I, ironically, uh, they've been on fire. They scored on Saturday. Both did really well for the team. And then on Wednesday, James Collins... Had the penalty where he kicked it twice, yeah. and Liam Kelly's got a groin injury, which is keeping him out for three months. But their form recently has been a massive reason why Luton and Coventry have been doing so well. And Saturday specifically, they were absolutely phenomenal. Kelly's impressed me, Sai. I'm being really like a breath of fresh air this season. I've seen more of James Collins because I've been a centre forward. I've watched him come through top goal scoring in League Two. One of the top goal scorers in League One, scored goals last season in the Championship, scoring again this season. It's not a fluke, by the way. He scored in every division. Will he ever get an opportunity to go and play above? I'm not not sure. You know what I mean? Because of the, probably the way that the way that his style of play, for example, you know, is he mobile enough to play in the Premier League? Only time will tell. Um, but he's certainly taken taken to the Championship like he's like it's a, it's a piece of cake. And one season wonder, people said he wouldn't do it again, but. He's proven people wrong, and now he's now he's bringing more mature performances and, uh, mm. and dominating defenders, which which I like because he's a he's a big strong boy as well. You know what I mean? And his his goals are always there, but he's now physically abusing defenders, which is nice to see. Yeah, Luton and Coventry uh, really really impressed me this year. Gotta say, like Luton had Luton had a really difficult season last year. Coventry, uh, you know, they haven't got a they haven't got a ground. They've come up to the championship. Everything's against them on paper. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, okay. Kay Charles asked a little little question for Andy. Can't you get Phil Stamp on for 2021, local borough lad? Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd love to have uh, Stampy on. It'd be, uh, he's, 
he's he's quite deceivingly difficult to get in touch of or with. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, yeah. And, but listen, our list our list, kid, is uh, is endless, endless. Uh, yeah. We've got a good way to finish the year. Uh, obviously, we'll 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 put our heads together and decide what's going to happen over uh, over Christmas and New Year. We won't be. We won't have a guest over Christmas and New Year because I think that's diffi- it's difficult to um, yeah, it's to prize people away yeah. from the families and stuff. Uh, so it will just be us two when we do some shows. Maybe talk about football in general because I think it's uh, nice for us to give something back to you lot who uh, enjoy listening and looking at our, our ugly ugly faces. So it's nice to uh, give something back. Yeah, maybe we will have like a nice relaxed show, have a couple of a glass of wine, and and just talk about whatever's going on and you know the football results and stuff. Yeah. Kind of catch up with each other, with everyone else, and uh, kind of go from there. But I mean, I know we've got uh, we've got some very good guests lined up for twenty twenty one already. So um, it'd be interesting yeah. to see uh, who else comes out on the on the uh, the list. But, uh, oh, there you go. Gaz says, uh, unscripted, uncensored. Yeah. Andy Campbell still owes us one. I do, yeah. It's going to happen. There's, uh, I've got some, we've got some, uh, some news in 2021, which, uh, which it'll all, uh, mm-hmm. it'll all come out. It'll all come out in the wash. Yeah, we've got some plans. Plans, plans, plans. Andy's got some plans. I've got some plans. And we've got some plans together. It's going to be a good year, one way or the other. Guys, Thank you for your support. Thank you for your comments. Spread the word as ever. As I mentioned before, this Friday slot is not always the most ideal in terms of people being able to watch live. But it's the perfect slot to talk about championship football before the weekend. Uh, So it's like a mixed bag. But, um, you know, uh, everyone who downloads and watches after the show, welcome. Goodbye. Uh, We'll see you Monday, 7.30 for episode 100. Have a good Christmas for those who uh, who can't tune in on Monday, for those who just watch the championship show. So, all of us. Absolutely. But uh, join us for a celebration yeah. on Monday. See you Monday. 100th episode. Last Party. episode before Christmas. Oh, and Garen Cole said, get Ben Foster on. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like, I'd like that one. I'd like mm, that. Be a good one. Uh, guys, yeah. we'll be back Monday. See ya. Or Cheers, guys. New, I will have a show out on Sunday. Don't know what it is yet. Probably conspiracy theories, actually. But, uh, yeah, check it out. See ya. Bye. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch, and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. You're the one I trust. And I always be around when I need some love and baby. 
Social Podcast Network.